Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Chapter 11, A Midwinter's Tale. As the winter solstice approaches, Sabrina orchestrates an emotional seance with serious consequences, and Susie's merry plans turn menacing. Happy solstice, everybody! Yes, so this is the holiday special. Nice choice of words. Sadly, we are not at the holiday time, but I love that they did this because it was very unexpected, and it's a great part of comic book convention as a way to be like, let's have another little one comic adventure where we still get to see our friends and further our story. It was highly enjoyable. It was adorable, especially this this little little bit at the beginning. It's yesteryear and Hilda has taken Sabrina and Susie's father has taken them to go see Santa. It's the Putnam's Bellman's. We have McKenna Grace as Sabrina. She looks adorable. Mm-hmm. I did not look up who is playing Susie, but Susie is dressed completely like a boy. Susie's adorable. You would never suspect that Susie was a girl based on Susie's appearance in this scene, which I love because it's a wonderful callback to the journey that we have been going on with Susie. They're in line to see Santa. They have this little weird conversation about there's a boy that's gone missing. We didn't really know them, but you know, now we just we can't leave our front doors locked anymore because kids are getting snatched right out of their front yards. We kind of focus on some of the mannequins and they kind of look a little too serene. Hmm. It's Susie and Sabrina's turn to, you know, tell Santa what they want. And Sabrina's just like, I wish I could see my mommy. Oh. Yeah. Oof. Cut to a week before Christmas, which again, they're using title cards like they did in the very first episode. And it's funny. This year. This year. There's a wreath put up on the door. Sabrina is putting out, you know, pictures. And we see the photo of Susie and Sabrina when they were children visiting Santa. And, you know, they're playing the traditional songs. Everyone's, you know, enjoying themselves. We've got little baby Letitia Mm -hmm. in her black gown. Sabrina, you know, is just like, you know, the Christmas tree looks great. Sabrina, I wish you wouldn't call that. It's a Yule tree. <laughs> so, of course, Zelda is completely showing the point of like, Christmas. She does not want to use those that terminology at all. Uh, we talk about, you know, it's not so bad. Hilda makes a comment about, you know, for someone who doesn't believe in Christmas, you got a lot of presents. And Zelda's just like, those are not for me. Those are for baby Letitious. Imagine a baby in the house just in time for the winter holidays. It couldn't be more perfect. A pity the child in question was abducted. (laughs) Zelda tries to be like, nope, like it's it's fine. Not a big deal. We're not going to worry about it. Letitia is a long-lost spellman uh, sent to us from the old country to raise, like we did so with Sabrina. Everybody get your story straight. Mm -hmm. We see a picture of Sabrina being held as a baby with her parents, and it looks like it's her Christian baptism. So it's a little strange. Could be. Could Mm -hmm. be. You know, we have this little moment of like, oh, you know, I know this is when we miss our family the most, but I'm going to roast some chestnuts, and then we're going to have some apple cider, And then we'll watch our favorite Christmas movies, Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street. You love that one. And Sabrina says, yeah, that's great. Sounds good. Ambrose says, I'll read a Christmas carol. Even NTZ can appreciate that story. Zelda's just like, I like the ghosts in it. (laughs) I love it. 
they talk about, you know, it's time to to light the Yule log, which is also a very delicious dessert. So they talk about how they have to keep the Yule log burning through the winter solstice to keep any malevolent source of spirits from coming down the chimney. So they all stand in the circle and they they spout their little spell. May the log burn. May the wheel turn. May the evil spurn. May the sun return. So now we cut to Sabrina and Ambrose are walking down the hallway and Ambrose is asking, you know, what's going on? And Sabrina's just like, you know, okay, I signed my name in the book, The Beast. My friends know that I'm a witch, but it's super weird and I need some advice and I need to talk to my mom. And Ambrose is like, yeah, I get why you'd want to talk to her. And basically Sabrina wants to have a, a seance. Ambrose is like, yeah, no. This is a bad idea. How did she not learn her damn lesson? Because she got away with it. She gets away with it. So she keeps thinking she can behave this way. Well, she is a full witch now as well. So there's a little more protection. Yeah, she's she's a full witch. So she's got all the power. Yeah. But still. So we cut to Wardwell. She's in her office. She's praying to the Dark Lord. She's like, as the longest night approaches, answer me. I did what you asked. Sabrina signed her name. But you have have you forsaken me? You haven't called me home to the pit. And she just is like, give me a sign. So she gets to knock on the door. It's Sabrina. She wants to borrow her book of the dead. Word is like, well, if I don't give it to you, you're going to get one at school. Yeah, that's where I'm going next. I mean, at least she's honest. Uh, Sabrina tells her what she's doing. She's going to have a seance. And so she gives her the book and she leaves. And <laughs> Ward was like, oh, Stolas, a demoness's work is never done, is it? A demoness's work is never done, is it? If Sabrina contacts her mortal mother, who knows what disturbing things Mummy Dearest might say to her daughter, Fair. And after we've just gotten her to sign on the dotted line, better to disrupt the proceedings, I think. So Wardwell's going to mess with them. And also, she's talking to Stolas. It's a stuffed version of Stolas. She had him taxidermied. Because she killed him in the last episode. She's losing it a little. She's not. I mean, she did what she thought the Dark Lord wanted. And he hasn't called her home. Yikes. It's turning out to be a little bit like Stola said, you know, don't you think it seems like he's grooming her to be and not you? Could be. Mm-hmm, which is why she killed him. We go into the library and Sabrina lays it out for Roz and Susie. I want you guys to be a part of our seance to contact my mom. No pressure. I thought I'd at least ask, is it too soon and too weird? And Roz and Susie both together say too soon, too weird. Both? <laughs> yeah, both. So they're, they're still getting to used to the idea of Sabrina being a witch. Roz has family coming in and Susie is going to be working full time through Christmas Eve as Jingles the Christmas Elf at Santa's Playland. This is adorable. Everyone's super excited because Susie's wanted to do that since they were little. Susie's excited. Mr. Bartell, who plays Santa, is basically the Grinch. But you guys should come by the Knights of St. Bernard Hall to see me. They're all very like, yes, great. And now we see Harvey. No. So Sabrina excuses herself and goes to Harvey. They go into what's clearly the chemistry lab. (laughs) Gee, this chemistry lab looks familiar. It does. It looks very similar to one we've seen in in Riverdale. I wonder. Hmm. Sabrina has a gift for Harvey. They're special colored pencils. But she gives this little inflection on the word special. She says their tips never wear down. And Harvey's just like, so they're magic, which I love. 
he has caught on to this whole witch thing very fast. Mm-hmm. He is not dumb. No. At all. And I love it. I just, I love it. That it's just like, I'm not stupid. I get it. And she's like, oh, they're enchanted. And he's like, uh, okay, thanks. I'll see you after the break. Yeah, y'all can't be together no more. Like, this feels so awkward. It is awkward. But it's it's good. I mean, it's good. It's, it's just, I don't know that they can be together mm-hmm. ever again. And I think Sabrina's going to have to be okay with that. Well, the beginning of the conversation is that, yeah, he still only sees his brother when he looks at her and that his dad is drinking all the time. So, yeah, things just really suck for Harvey Kinkle right now. Yup. Uh, we head over to the, the School of Dark Arts. We see the weird sisters, bright solstice ladies, bright solstice Sabrina. Oh, if you're looking for Nicholas, he just left. He's off to the unholy lands for the holidays. So Sabrina asks them, help me with a seance. Yeah, pretty much. And they're just like, okay, cool. All right, come to my bedroom at the witching hour. I love Agatha's just like, can we? Can we, Prudence? Can we? Just so excited for this. They're just like, we we want to do it. We want to do it. And Sabrina's like, right, I'll see y'all later. I have some stuff to do. They kind of mock her. I'm like, oh, stuffing some stockings. Making some eggnog, actually. And they both just go their separate ways. Like, it's almost like all their beef has been squashed. And they're just very matter of fact now. Now that she's signed her name in the book, I think they've dropped the pretense. A little. I hope so going forward. I mean, there's always going to be some competition. And that's fine. But we don't need, like, this hateful rivalry. I think going on, they should be frenemies. I mean, you know, Sabrina did basically save Prudence's life. True. So there's a there's a debt owed there. Yeah. Uh, we have a little scene at the mall. Roz has come to see Susie as the elf. It's cute. Roz, you know, says, you know, hey, I can give you a ride home. Susie says they're going to stay late to help Mr. Bartell close and get everything ready for the final push. And, you know, Roz says goodbye. And Susie starts helping the kids get ready for their next picture. And as the photos are getting taken, and we hear the camera flash. Roz starts getting that. Oh, she's having her cunning vision a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we just hear a lot of, you know, ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Interesting. We cut to later that evening. Obviously, the store's closed. Susie's cleaning mannequins and helping sweep. And Mr. Battelle, uh, I made all of these mannequins. Usually, I have to go find the prettiest and most special child to harvest. But this year, that child came to me. And as Susie is like wiping down, dusting a mannequin, the mannequin's eyes blink. And Susie turns around and Mr. Bertel puts the Santa sack over their head. Well, Susie's in a bag. Crap. Crap, crap, crap. This is not good. No. That's bad, Susie. You in danger, Susie. A little bit. Uh Uh-huh. We go over to Wardwell's house and Wardwell has this giant gingerbread house of the Spellman house. And then she's got the little Spellman family out there as gingerbread figures, which their faces painted on the cookies are meant to look like the original comic book. Oh, that's so sweet, except terrible because of what's about to happen with them. Wardwell starts taking a spell and she starts pouring water down the gingerbread chimney. And we see at the Spellman house water trickled down their chimney and their yule log goes out which you know was like the one thing that shouldn't happen zelda warned them i mean zelda you should pay attention to her but also she's a bit intense and crazy and stole the baby she's not in her right mind 
<laughs> I think that's I think that's a fair assessment of events that are occurring. Stole a baby. She stole a baby. I know. It's just so bizarre to say it. <laughs> but it's accurate. <laughs> We're in Sabrina's room with the weird sisters and they've created a, a place for seance. They've got, you know, candles and everything. And so they all have to, you know, touch pinkies. And they've pulled out Sabrina's mother's wedding dress, the pretty white dress that she wore to her baptism that didn't actually finish. And they put it on there and they've contacted Diana. She starts talking. They're like, um, she's saying two, three, three, one. That doesn't make any sense. My mother and father died in a plane crash. Their flight number was. So it is you, mom. And so they keep trying to talk back and forth. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, do you feel that? It's like static electricity building in the air. And all of a sudden we hear all the static sounds and they open their eyes and there's Diana standing in her dress on top of the little table. Sabrina starts just asking tons of questions. Why are you in limbo? Is there something I can help you finish? And Agatha says that Diana says, even though her mouth doesn't move, we don't hear sounds from Diana specifically, not safe. Sabrina rambles off more questions and Prudence warns only one question at a time. And Agatha says, wait, something's wrong. There's an interference. And we can see on Diana's face that she's starting to freak out. Mm-hmm. And we, we, Agatha says there's other spirits. So has someone come with you? Is someone with you, mom? And Sabrina has tears running down her face. And we see dirt coming down the chimney. And then we hear children laughing and giggling. And we see the tree shake and then get knocked completely over, which is like every parent's worst nightmare about that fucking Christmas tree. This is both creepy and yet kind of cute at the same time. You know, having seen Krampus earlier this year, the Christmas, the Christmas mischief is fun. This is a fun element of mischief. Yes. Like I'm prepped for it because I know it's not going to get too dark. But it's still like, ooh, we're, we're going to play with this creepy line. Yeah. And I'm all for it. Hilda hears the tree knock over. She comes in and then Zelda falls in. Oh, my goodness. What happened here? <gasps> the Yule Log relight the damn thing. I'll warn Sabrina and Ambrose. Uh, we go back to Sabrina's room. Agatha, what's happening? What's wrong with her? We don't know. Zelda bursts in. The Yule Log's gone out. And Diana turns to Zelda. Zelda sees Diana. Diana? Mom, don't. And the dress completely drops and Diana's gone. And Sabrina's like, um, I can explain everything. You'd better. <laughs> and and then Zelda turns to the weird sisters. As for you, haven't you got to get back to the academy before some sort of bed check? <laughs> so they leave. Weird sisters are like, gotta go. Yeah, later, girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go back to the living room. I swear, Aunt Zelda, I didn't put out the log. Oh, so it's just a mere coincidence that the Yule Log, lit to keep away unearthly things, including spirits, was unlit at the exact moment you decided to convene with your mother's ghost. <laughs> they have really weird conversations. But yet, really normal conversations? This is like, the absurdity of their life is not lost in this episode. It's a bit crazy. But this would be like you having a bunch of presents in the house and leaving your door unlocked and then coming back to find something stolen. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's what this is like now. Also, Salem's just chilling, you know, hanging out, watching this go down. Like, so they go back and forth. And finally, Zelda's like, you know, 
I, we would have helped you. And this surprises Sabrina. She goes, of course, Diana was my brother's wife. Honestly, Sabrina, sometimes I don't think you understand the meaning of family at all. And Ambrose has like been walking around using this spinny necklace looking thing. And he's clearly trying to detect like dark spirits. And he's like, okay, I've checked every room and closet. If some malevolence got in while the Yule log was out, they've left. And Zelda's just like, or maybe they're hiding. Either way, so much for a peaceful solstice. I'm going to bed. I suggest everyone sleep with a lit warding candle and pray to Satan to keep us safe. And Hilda's like, Zelda? What? Should I perhaps sleep in my old room again? I think you'd better, but no snoring. Letitia's a very light sleeper. Well, I I thought it would help if I slept with you. (laughs) And they like go off to bed. (laughs) Ambrose sits down with Sabrina. You know, what'd you find out? Because what was keeping your mom in limbo? I didn't get a chance to. Did you ask her about Harvey? Uh, and Sabrina's just like, mm. was like, all right, will you try again? And Sabrina says, maybe after solstice. So I like that because we're setting up something that could happen in season two. Yes. Her getting more information about what happened between her mom and her dad. Yeah. Because we know it's suspicious. Mm, suspicious. We get another title card. December 21st. December 21st. Shortest day of the year. And now we get Peekaboo with Zelda. Peekaboo. Peekaboo. I see you. <laughs> she is, Where's the baby? Where's the baby? She's being extremely dramatic with the baby, and it's hilarious. We're very guilty of encouraging this behavior with our children. Like, we'll sit there and I'm like, why are they so dramatic? And then I hear how we read them stories, and it's like, oh, this is our fault. Yeah. But in a good way. Morning, aunties. Oh, blessed morning, darling. It's a blessed morning because none of us got our throats slit by malevolencies during the night. (laughs) It's so dark. It's so early to be so dark about things. (laughs) Sabrina apologizes for not telling them about her mom. Zelda, you know, says, you know, oh, it was King Lear who famously said, how sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have an ungrateful child. What? I'm not allowed to contact her to ask for help? But you're allowed to kidnap babies? (laughs) (laughs) Nice point, Sabrina. And finally, Zelda's just like, okay, fine. I believe you. I'm sorry you didn't get what you wanted from Diana. Perhaps in the new year, we can all try contacting her again. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to give Letitia her solstice bath. Because you're a dirty girl, aren't you? Yes, you're a dirty girl. <laughs> it's the best. This show is so extra in it's, the best way. It, yes, in the best way. So, like, now Sabrina's worried that Zelda just hates her. She's like, what did I do wrong? And Hilda's just like, you may have noticed, but she's a hard woman, your aunt. No shit, Hilda. <laughs> uh, Hilda also explains, you know, she was always very cold with Diana and just never let her into her heart. And she always regretted the bad blood from them, especially after they died. And that's why she's so heaven bent on protecting you nowadays. And Sabrina's like, well, I just keep making messes, don't I? And Hilda's like, yeah, but this one's not yours. And you do a fair share of cleaning up, don't you? And so like Sabrina's like packing something and they're like, well, what is that? Oh, it's a special eggnog I made for Harvey's dad using your secret recipe. One cup of this, and Mr. Kinkle will never want alcohol again. I can't help my mom, but I can help Harvey at least. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> and then and then Hilda's like, 
where'd you get my secret recipe? <laughs> like, I had that shit hidden. How'd you find it? I love it. I love that that idea. Cut to Sabrina at the Kinkle House. She's there. Oh, I brought some eggnog. It's my Aunt Hilda's. Is there rum in this? Uh, yeah, it's really good. And Harvey's like, you came to give my dad eggnog? <laughs> and Sabrina, who is a horrible liar, we made a big batch and had some extra. And like Harvey just gives her this look of like, I'm not stupid. Like he just he knows. He clearly knows what's going on. Hmm. What he doesn't know what the spell is, but he knows there's something up with the eggnog. And he's like, whatever. Yeah. We cut over to the Putnam house and Susie's father comes in their room saying, you know, Susie, breakfast, come on, get up. Susie, hello. And we see that Susie's bed has not been slept in. Cut to Roz answering the phone. Roz is like, no, Mr. Putnam, Susie's not here. She didn't come home last night. And then we cut to Susie has been tied to a table. There's creepy music, Christmas music being played. There's a pot of something boiling and Bartel is working on something with like a saw and he's got a creepy mask on. Oh, that's not a mask. He's just a demon. Oh, yeah. Well, it felt like a mask. Yeah, um, there's a there's a demon in a, a creepy Santa's workshop. Yeah. It's, it's not good. We go over to Ambrose downstairs working. He's in his little office in the mortuary, and he is working on the translations that he said he was going to for Blackwood. And then he opens a box with his familiar, and, uh, and you know, he's just talking to him. And all of a sudden, he sees the corpse that was on the table behind him. And then he kind of moves. And then he sees it again. And then he sees the spirit with a knife. And, you know, he get he does a spell. And then he hears the children laughing. And then the doors to all of the cadaver freezes start opening each one back and forth. And he's freaked out. And we hear children's laughter children again. laughing. <laughs> Very creepy. We cut to Hilda in the kitchen. She's baking. You know, she's rolling out, you know, dough. And the flour goes missing. And then she turns around and then the rolling pin has moved. And then she goes back over and the flower bag falls over and she hears the children. And then she sees little footprints in the flower floor. And in between each one of these cuts, we focus on a knife block. But nothing's changed. Then all of a sudden, the knives are above her <laughs> And then they all fall to the ground and they're all around Hilda. Yikes. Then we cut to Zelda. She's playing with Letitia and she hears clattering, like actual clattering. And this kind of makes Letitia upset and she starts playing peekaboo with her. And all of a sudden her sewing machine just goes off and Zelda goes up to the sewing machine. And what has been sewn out in the fabric is we have your baby. Zelda turns around. Letitia's gone. And the children start laughing. Wowzers, this got creepy in a in a uh, this bit. Is, this is not good. No. This is bad. All right. We run to the hallway. We're screaming, Hilda, Hilda, what's happened? It's the baby. What? And like they hear the baby. And so they go one direction, though the baby's not here. They go another direction. They hear the baby here. And finally, they find the baby was in the oven. I was preheating it. Oh, she's fine. She's fine. And... Hilda points to the footprints and she goes, look, Zelda. And Ambrose, we have poltergeists, aunties. Not quite. What? What? Uh, what's going on? And Sabrina walks in. It's not poltergeists. It's the Yule lads. 
impish spirits of children that come down from the mountains every midwinter to cause mischief in the unguarded homes of witches. They must have gotten in when the Yule fire went out. All right, so we banished the buggers. Not so easy. Yule lads are like bed bugs. Once they get in your house, they're difficult to get rid of. Yeah, we're going to have to get their mom. <laughs> their mother being Gryla. And Sabrina's like, should I ask who's Gryla? Nope, um, you shouldn't have asked Sabrina. So she's a dangerous witch. She and another woman from her coven made a pack. They would eat their own children to survive. Seriously, what is it with witches and cannibalism? Thank you, Sabrina, for making that audience point. <laughs> so they cooked and killed Gryla's son first, her only child. And then the other witch broke their pact. And ever since then, Gryla has spent thousands of years trying to replace her lost babe. And she's forever adding children, particularly orphans, to her so-called family. So the whole point is they're going to summon Gryla, make her an offering in exchange for getting rid of them, and hopefully they'll all be good. But Ambrose has to leave because her husband abandoned her and she likes to eat men. And Ambrose is like, you know what? I've been invited to a solstice party by Luke and I can't keep hold up in this house forever. So he goes. We also have to hide Letitia or she'll try to take the babe and add Letty to her retinue. And Sabrina's like, I'll take her. She's family. You protected me. It's the least I can do. And Zelda is so touched by Sabrina's offer to do that. It's very sweet. So we see Sabrina rocking the baby downstairs. You know, she's doing the babysitter thing. And we get a knock at the door. Gryla from the mountains. If I give you entrance to this house, do you swear to abide by its rules and customs? I do. Come in from the cold. And so they come in, they go into the kitchen. Why do you summon me, witches? To mm -hmm. take your children home. Oh, is this where my Yule lads have gotten to? What do you offer me in exchange? Oh, this is Hilda. Let's see. And um, we have some fresh baked Christmas solstice cookies, a cone of sugar, a pound of marzipan, some mince pies, and some yummy tea cakes and delicious fruit jelly. Do you have any gin? Yes, I believe so. Then drink with me, sisters. <laughs> Mama, Mama's had a rough day. Much like a mom, I need a drink. <laughs> no, no true words never been spoken. Ambrose goes to this warlock party. It's a, it's a sausage fest for sure. Boys night! It's boys night. They're all very fancy. There's music, there's drinks, there's games. It's very posh. Very posh. We go back to the Spellman home. You know, they're like, okay, is this sufficient? Gryla says yes. And as she's leaving, come along, laddies, back to the mountains. And she's got like a can a staff with bells and she rings the bells. And we see things get knocked over and cabinets slammed as we hear children running and, and, and laughing. And we cut back to Sabrina down in the mortuary. She's holding Letitia. And Letitia pops out her pacifier, drops on the ground, and she starts crying. And, of course, Sabrina's scrambling to try and find her pacifier. Again, so true to life. And Gryla hears it. A baby. You have a baby here. Zoom in on Zelda. Damn it. Because <laughs> now the terms are going to be a lot higher. This is going to be a little more difficult. They're all in the living room. Gryla's like, that baby isn't yours. I can smell it. And I have a greater right to it than you do. I've been a mother and you haven't. And Zelda's like, I delivered the child. That is my claim. A midwife is not a mother. And that stings. That stings Zelda hard. Oofa doofa. And all of a sudden we hear, do leave the baby alone. And it's Diana. She's appeared with the crown. Who, who are you? I will decide who deserves the baby. 
and you know, Gryla's like, what, what right? A mother's right. I too lost a child. It was she who invoked my spirit. And she's pointing at Sabrina called upon guides, both mortal and infernal to ferry my soul here. The Saint Lucia took my right hand. The demon Lucy took my left. I wear the crown on this, the longest of nights. And until the dawn remakes the world, I speak with their authority. Do you agree? And so they agree. And basically, they're going to draw a circle on the floor, put the baby in. Whoever has the power to rip her out of the circle gets to keep the baby. Hey, Caucasian shock circle. Oh, yeah. Also, King Solomon. Woohoo. Whatever. Well, you know. This is not good. It's the Bertolt Brecht version, though, which I do enjoy. Yeah, it's fun. All right. So they put the baby in. She's crying. They're each holding her hand. Because they're yanking on her arms. They're about to. But Letitia is freaked out. Zelda goes, stop, I won't do it. I won't tear the baby to pieces. And Diana goes, okay. And the baby's Gryla. No, it's not fair. So Gryla takes the baby, walks out. The Yule lads knock over more shit and they go. And they're just like, Sabrina, how could you do that? Because Sabrina has agreed to this. Mm -hmm. She's like, mom, are you sure this is the only way? That's what she says. I guess we got to do it. Mm -hmm. Because she's a terrible fucking liar. But... Then Sabrina goes, we didn't. We would never give a baby Letitia to Gryla. And so I was like, I don't understand. And then we see that downstairs, Letitia is safe. Oh, okay. So what, what, huh? What, what did you give to Gryla? I pulled an old changeling trick. I enchanted Ambrose's teddy bear to look like Letitia. Gryla will be long gone in the mountains before the spell wears off. Ambrose is going to be pissed. His teddy bear. Don't do that. That's mean. They're just like, so how did you do this? And Sabrina smiles at her mom. She helped me. As she, after Letitia cried out, she appeared and told me how to make the switch. And Hilda's just like, oh, she picked up a few tricks from Edward, didn't she? Adorable. Zelda smiles at Diana and says, you know, thank you. And she's gone. And then we hear, uh, boom, boom, boom. oh, who the bloody hell is that now? Probably Gryla, wise to your antics. Like, all of a sudden, Zelda's no longer appreciative of this work. Nope. No. Nope. It's Roz. She's there to warn them. Okay, Susie's been missing. I think she's in trouble. Susie's dad has been talking to the police, trying to find her. And I had one of my cunning visions. Mr. Bartell, who plays Santa, looked like some kind of demon. And he was taking kids and dipping them in wax. And I think he has Susie... And we see a mannequin being made that looks similar to Susie. And Hilda's like, did you say Bartell? Bartell is the name of a Yule demon. That can't be a coincidence this time of year. Okay, so how do we find him? A divination spell? And Zelda's just like, don't be so Baroque. The Greendale White Pages. <laughs> One of the most random moments in the show, and I love it. Yeah, we're just like, like B B Bartell. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. So they go and they're like, okay, not not so fast demons are very powerful on the solstice it's their time we're gonna ha- we're gonna need help so we've got to call gryla and have her come back they're like why why would we do that so it says bartell hurts children and there's nothing gryla detests more but won't she be mad at us oh no not if we lead her to the lair of a demon who preys on little ones and they ask roz to watch the baby and roz is like okay um well, you know, we don't want to put any more mortals at risk. And so as they're all starting to leave, Roz is like, Brina, is this what it's like being a witch? You know, hosting seances and fighting demons. And Sabrina's like, not usually, except kind of. <laughs> you know, they're both just kind of like, this is ridiculous. Well, Sabrina's just giggling at this point. She's like, man, what a weird life. 
okay, let's go save my friend. Well, like she's been so used to hiding everything and now it's a little more out in the open. It's like, is this what you do all the time? No. Oh, well, recently, yeah, it, it really is. Actually, yeah. Eh. And she shrugs and runs off and Roz is just left holding the baby. So Susie's chained to a table. Yeah, so we go back to uh, Bartel's lair and Gryla shows up. The Yulads come in and they're moving stuff and making mayhem and Gryla appears and we stab Bartel in the hand and Susie gets released and Susie's like, what? What's going on? Who are you? And Gryla's like, are you alone in the world, child? Susie says, I, I have my dad. Then you may leave. You will not want to see what comes next. So Ruz- Susie runs away. As soon as Susie gets outside, they see Sabrina and the ants and they run together. Sabrina, oh, pray Satan. Susie, are you okay? I'm fine, but there's a demon in there and a witch, I think. (laughs) We've got to get you back to your father and tell him what happened. Oh, that I was kidnapped by a demon? No, he'll never let me get an after-school job again. And Hilda just saves the day. No, no, no. I'll give him some cookies that'll make him think it's been a dream after 12 hours. All right? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> perfect i love i love hilda and her spooky snacks <laughs> we cut to gryla she's at a fire and she's putting children's shoes around this fireplace and so gather around my yule children tonight we celebrate the solstice and welcome new members to our family with a festival of lights and we see that bartel has been made into a sculpture who's covered in wax and they're, like their candles are burning off of him mm-hmm. it's very poetic i love it and you know now all these lost little kids mm-hmm. have a mom, a creepy witch mom, but a mom nonetheless. We cut back home and Ambrose is there with Letitia. Where have you lot been? Oh, we saved Susie from a demon and then erased her dad's memory. Eh, sounds about right. <laughs> Where's Roz? I teleported her home before her parents started to worry. And, so you know, they go back and forth about, you know, okay, we took care of Letitia. And Zelda says, I've made a decision. And she is crying i'm taking her to desmelda's after the midwinter holiday ambrose was right we can't keep her a secret from father blackwood forever and what if satan forbid gryla were to come back next solstice or next week for that matter the truth is she's not safe here and hilda says you know she's safer here than with her father zelda says desmelda can raise her in seclusion teaching her the old ways as is her birthright of course i'll visit her and provide for her that's only right i'm her knight mother after all and everyone's like, oh, no. And Zelda's like, I've made up my mind. I've got more than my hands full with you lot. So let me take her, Ambrose. I'll put her to bed. And she goes. And it's so sweet and sad. Yeah. So Sabrina's in the living room alone. And Diana appears. Mom, we don't have much time. Oh, there's so many things I want to ask you. Why aren't you free? What kind of unfinished business do you have? And Diana says, I was afraid you weren't going to be loved and protected as I would have loved and protected you. But tonight I saw you are. You have mothers, a family that adores you. I do, mom. There's a boy, a boy named Harvey Kinkle. And Diana goes, yes. (laughs) She says, when your father told me he was a witch, I followed Edward along the path of night as much as I could. But I wouldn't lead anyone else down it. And Sabrina's like, yeah, I kind of get that. And... Diana says, I wish I could hold you one last time in my arms. And she goes. And it's morning time and it's Christmas Eve. We go to Wardwell's house and she's got the gingerbread house. And now you can see the faces on those gingerbread like a lot more clear. She picks up the Sabrina one. 
dunks her head into her tea and then eats it. <laughs> Evil. Harvey has shown up at their house and he says, my dad's doing better. He woke up this morning and said he was done drinking. He just poured out all of the bottles into the sink. So he's like, yeah, it's great news. So thanks for the enchanted eggnog, if that's what it was. But please don't ever do that again. Use magic with me or on me or near me. Not ever again. And Sabrina just starts like she's kind of heartbroken at this because she was trying to use her magic to show him, hey, magic can be really good and cool. And he's just like, I know you were trying to help me just like you did with Tommy, but I don't trust it. And that's why I can't keep these. I hope you understand. He gives her back the colored pencils. Oh, uh, And she's just like, of course, Harvey. And he's trying so hard not to be a dick. He has every right to be pissed off. Yeah, he does. But he knows like this is this is one thing that she did right because he needs his dad. Yeah. He needs someone. And so he's like, I, I got to get back to my dad. But Merry Christmas. Or what do you guys say? Happy solstice, Harvey. And he goes and Sabrina is tearing up. And it's sad. But I also said, OK, it's over, girl. Get some Nick. Get some Nick scratch now. So they go into the living room and they're just like, oh, you know, what's going on? And now Luke is there. Oh, well, aside from the home invasion and the child abduction, I'd say it was a rather merry solstice. <laughs> Bright Yuletide spellmans, and they're all raising a glass. And now we just have to get through witch epiphany in one piece without or some terrorizing the bowels of hell. And everybody just kind of stares at Hilda. They tell Sabrina, you have to say it. It's the tradition. Mm-hmm. And Sabrina says, And Satan bless us, everyone. <laughs> it's so good. Mm. It's so good. Zelda tells Ambrose, okay, continue with the annual reading, if you please. And he starts reading from A Christmas Carol. And as he's talking about the part with the ghosts, we see coming out from the Greendale mines are three demonic wise men. They're clearly supposed to be like the wise men from the Christmas story, but they're more demonic looking and it's amazing. And they walk out into the woods. What? I love it. Love it. This is this is a great, great little piece. It's I, it's so Scooby-Doo. It's very Scooby-Doo while also furthering along the story. A little bit. It does. We Okay, so the friends fully know that she's a witch, but they're dealing with it. Things are still awkward with Harvey, but now we fixed his dad's alcoholism. True. So that's good. And things are cool at school with her. And now we figured out how we're going to deal with Letitia. Yeah, I think I think what it does perfectly is rather than progress the story along, mm-hmm. because it's not, you know, part of the main season, what it does is resets all of our characters to a starting point for the new season. Which is what good Christmas specials will do. Well, it's not just that. It's just, it, it's more about the character growth and the actual events of the story. Right. Which is the whole point. But it's just fun. And this is what we crave so much from Riverdale. So it's really satisfying to see it here. I'm very excited about season two. It's going to be awesome. Uh, the trailer just came out for it. It looks so fun. We'll talk about that more as we get closer to the drop date, which is April 5th. On Netflix, which means that we're going to let it drop, we're going to enjoy it, and then we'll start coverage in May. Mm-hmm. But again, all of that will be only here on Patreon. So if you're listening to this, you're a Patreon subscriber, and we appreciate you so much. It's been so much fun. This is this has been a lot of fun. It's the perfect antidote to our Riverdale malaise at times. I mean, we love Riverdale, but 
we spend a lot more time yelling at it than about it. So until next time. Hashtag praise praise Satan. Satan.